It's time to decide. You must choose your subscription box. Do you want fluffy, fuzzy things? Do you want a watch that you'll barely even wear? How about more collectibles to fill the shelves in your room? No! You don't want that. You want horror movies, and you want them on DVD. No, you want them on Blu-ray. Well, buddy, it must be an omen, because here I am, and here's HorrorPack.com. Join HorrorPack.com for $19.99 a month and get three killer DVD movies plus one exclusive. Or join up for $24.99 a month and get three Blu-ray blood soakers and an exclusive each month. There, now you've made up your mind. Or I have. HorrorPack.com for the best scare anywhere. <laughs> I work with six months to five-year-olds. If anybody has cooties, it's me. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Cho recommends you put on your headphones now to listen to Alrighty, it's time for another Achieving Reality of the Podcast. That's right, this is week two of Stacy Palmer and Vanessa Wright with Women in Horror Film Fest, which will be coming to the Strand in Marietta on February 27th through the 29th. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Achieving Reality of the Podcast, part two of the interviews. See you at the end. Bye. Well, we're what, six degrees away from everybody? Yeah. Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We all know Kevin Bacon. Well, I think thanks we to do. Charles, we're six degrees away from just about everybody now. Yeah. 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 Six <laughs> degrees away from Anthony Hopkins. That's true. <sighs> Actually, we're like two degrees because Charles, well, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Nice. Wow, we're even closer. <laughs> we're working our way in mm-hmm. soon we'll have somebody who knows everybody and still be doing this <laughs> I mean I'm sure it happened to you at some point too when you worked with somebody and then suddenly they worked with somebody like you just never imagined you'd have any kind of even tangential connection to yeah it's like really well, I like that word by the way really like Vanessa you worked on what was it the 13 Friday? oh fanboy yeah, mm-hmm. and she pretty much worked with every person that I ever grew up idolizing. Yeah, <laughs> and they were all phenomenal. They're actually shooting. I'm so bummed, so I couldn't go back for the second round of filming because we only shot the first bit of it in July, and they're filming like all of January. Are they? So January, they've got Dee Wallace and C.J. Graham and like the the rest of the people, and she's like, you're coming back, right? I'm like, oh, I can't. It's right before the fest. I'm in pre-production on my own film. I can't do it. But they're more than welcome to stop by the fest. Sure. Or here. Yeah. I've invited the whole game. No, it was it was a really fun experience. I loved being I got a sound there. studio I can, I can rent out. Mm-hmm. I was telling him the other day, I go, uh, oh, no, I was telling Marissa the other day, I go, my dream is to finally get Kane on the show. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge well, we should call him. Kane Hodder fan. <laughs> I have his 
he's, Instagram and the, and the whole nine yards. He's actually answered me a couple times. So he he I, wants him to punch me in the chest. I hadn't officially met him until you know the film, and I didn't know how he was going to be. Like I heard he's kind of a prankster and a jokester, mm-hmm. and I probably shouldn't admit this while I'm being recorded. Are we recording? But I'm yes, um, we have been. I'm really oh. scared of just about everything. I, like I don't go in haunted houses. I startle very easily. I don't like people playing pranks on me. But so Deborah Voorhees, who wrote and you know directed the film, we were all coming out and everything, and she was like, "Well, you know, all the nights that everyone's like arriving," and I kept thinking, like, "Okay, I'm gonna be going back to the cabin like alone." <laughs> and I knew like a couple of people were arriving that night. And I'm like, I wonder if they're already there, and if so, like, are they gonna like just be goofing around because we're making a horror film and try to scare me? Uh-huh. So. I'm like, you know, crab crawling into the house because I was like, I don't know if anyone's in here and I don't want to be scared. And I certainly don't want to be scared by Kane. Um, but he was wonderful. I actually pranked him pretty good. And um, oh, wow. I continue to do so whenever I find him. Because uh, I like to take googly eyes with me everywhere. <laughs> and so when he arrived, I had put googly eyes all over his trailer, like everything. The toilet had them, his snacks, everything. So when it was time for him to go out there, you know, of course, walked him out. And he opens the door and everything is staring at him. And he's like, did you do this? (laughs) Well, it depends on if you like it or not. (laughs) So he kind of, kind of, I mean, the whole, it was fun. I mean, they were playing with Nerf guns in between takes. And I mean, it was, he was a blast. But when we saw him at Charlotte, before he came out, I'll have to show you a picture. We actually googly-eyed his entire banner so like, <laughs> victor crowley and jason and we even did it to tom savini because he was like what are you guys doing I'm like we're putting googly eyes <laughs> everything he's like can i have some i'm like yes yes you can you want to play and then we kind of like hid behind the wall and then katie was like where is she <laughs> i'm like Doop. yeah there is there's nothing more terrifying in in my life i mean other than flying through a tornado but that's different <sighs> um then being at Days of the Dead and him realizing that my name is the same name as one of the guys on one of Chris's favorite shows, The, the Jokers. So I walk up and yeah. I just happen to say, he's like, you know, and I've met him many times. Mm-hmm. He's met so many people. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm Larry. And he goes, oh, really? I was like, Yes. <laughs> At the top of his lungs, he starts doing this, the Larry yell. Larry! <laughs> the entire room goes quiet. Yeah. And all you can hear is him screaming, Larry! And I'm like, I think I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. So I have a video existing of that. There, there's I think it's amazing. Wow, that's yeah, some, wonderful. I have some... Uh, GoPro video. A wonderful uh, Can Hotter story. My wife, April, she makes, uh, she as we were talking about before, she does a lot of crafting and she makes a lot of craft. And one of the stuff she loves to do is make pop culture themed sleep masks. Oh. So she made a, um, a Jason hockey mask. Mm-hmm. And so at Days of the Dead, she gave it to Kane. And he was like, oh, thank you, thank you. And then... Um, the following year, she made a um, Nintendo version of the Jason mask. And for those of you who don't know, in the 80s, Nintendo 
made a Friday the 13th game and they made Jason completely purple and yeah. light mm-hmm. blue for some reason. Anyway, so the best part was we went over to Kane and she was giving Kane the new mask and she's like, yeah, I don't know if you remember last year I gave you a sleep mask and he pulls out his bag, pulls out the mask and goes like, sleep with it every night. Oh, and, that's awesome. Yeah, and that was just fantastic. Yeah, I mean, when you think, he, I, he's, he's just, he's a wonderful human being. He's oh, so yeah, he's, he's nice. a, and, he's, and he's, he's a riot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, is, is he, is he in Atlanta for Days of the Dead? I don't know if they've announced him. I did not see no. his name on the well, list. If he is, I'm going to bring my Google eyes. But I, th- <laughs> I, th- I think he is, he usually is, and I think they're going to do a table for, um. Sid Hack? Sid, yeah. Oh yeah, just they a, had one just, at um just a blank table. A lot of people were leaving like, you know, little messages. Yeah, his know. his wife has has kept up his Instagram mm-hmm. and she's she's just as funny as he was. Yeah. Because some of the stuff she's putting up, you're like, oh, oh my god. Well, <laughs> and you know, I think is it scares that care Joe Ripple, I think yeah. is the one he they uh did a like a remembrance patch for Sid and all the oh, proceeds very cool. were going to is it Susie? Is that her I name? That, I think that's I think what it so. is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's been nice to kind of see the outpouring of, you know, everyone in the community coming together and Well that was a strong loss. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. I didn't I mean you could kinda tell he wasn't doing great at the last days of the dead. Yeah. But I didn't know it was that bad. And then when they said he went to the hospital and they're like, Oh, he's getting better Well, that was not right. Yeah. So well, it was too bad. But Let's not bring the house down completely. Right. No, that, yes. that corner of the Days of the Dead convention will not be the same. No. 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 Listening to him, to Kane yell at Sid uh, about having to, you know, go to the bathroom the 48th time. Right. And and then, um, oh, what's his name? Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley. Yeah. I wanted to say Bill Mummy. I'm like, no, that's not right. Bill <laughs> um, oh, he'd be good too. Yeah, Bill Mosley saying, uh, I can't believe they let this old fart in here. He's all incontinent. And, the, yeah. and, and that went on for hours. And I was just laughing myself sick. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not. And uh, so. He was the only one felt comfortable yelling down at Kane Hodder <laughs> for complaining about his. The assistant not being there. Well, you yeah. showed up late. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were late. So, Vanessa, let me ask you, and I'm going to put you on the spot here. Oh, God. <laughs> and let, well, I'm going to keep it to... I'm going to keep it the mainstream because within the indie scene, there are a lot of really talented female filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Within, like, the big studios, mm-hmm. is there a particular woman that you look up to or that you really admire or that you go out of your way to see their work? Um, God, I probably would need like a moment to research and write stuff down because I always feel like when I'm on the spot, I can't remember who did what. Well, right. you don't get that, so. Um, yeah, I know. I don't know. You'll have to go back and edit. stall for time. Um, <laughs> quick, I need IMDb. <laughs> um, I think, you know, it's funny because... Growing up, I did not know who was doing what in a film. I really only knew actors because at the time, like, you know, you don't pay attention. I didn't pay yeah. attention to the credits and I wouldn't even stay for the credits. Like, the second yeah. the credits roll, it's like, okay, movie's We're over. Gone. Let's go. Let's yeah. well, pop in another tape. At the time, it was. 
<laughs> well, you know. You're like, okay, done. And I think even, like, as I got older, I wasn't even paying attention as much unless something, like, you know, kind of hit the news and was, like, controversial. And you're yeah. like, ooh, wait, who's on that? Because now, now my interest has peaked. You know, um, I guess there's people I probably admire for different reasons. I will say when The Babadook came out... Mm. Um, I had not really seen a film like that because it's it's a very quiet, slow burn for a yeah. horror film, and I think the focus of you know this kind of like breakdown and you know of, of even mental health and everything else was there, and it was beautiful. And I immediately was like, "Who is this woman that made this? Like, ah, it's so cool." Yeah. Um, and I actually didn't see she came. I think she did the Nightingale, right? I didn't see that film. That I, came out. I haven't seen it after. Yet. Um, and then, of course, I can't remember names because I'm terrible. But and I'm I'm forgetting the name of the movie too. So help me. It's not. The, what was the the movie? It was kind. Of, they were like they were cannibals. Um, Last house. And they were like no. They were in the, the wilderness. Now I am gonna IMDb wrong term? talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, wrong no, term. it was not a traditional. <laughs> no. Um, Bone tomahawk. Oh, no, but that is amazing. Yeah. I can't remember. Someone's going to have to listen and then they're going to say it or comment on this and I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm a dumbass. But it, it was it was directed by a woman. It came out, I want to say, like, maybe in the 90s. Um, Ravenous? Yes! Thank you! <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Oh, my God. Why is that so hard? Well, because it's kind of an obscure movie. But it's so good. Yeah. Brilliant. That was a long way to get to any type of an answer. <laughs> this but, is I don't do well on the spot. No. No, but that's... I put you on the spot. I bet... You know what? I will probably send you a text later with a like, list of like, oh, and these movies and these ladies. <laughs> what do you think about... And I don't mean to hijack you. No, thing, go for it. Hijack! Just, we're, we're going for we weren't it. using it. What do you think about the climate in uh, mainstream pop culture where they're calling out these films for having women and having women leads. And I, I, I'm specifically thinking of Star Wars here just mm-hmm. because of, you know, of the outlash, uh, the, the, yeah, the outlash? Backlash? Backlash. With this last series, like Last Jedi having, you know, the, the Rose character, mm-hmm. and then even Daisy Ridley, but most of all, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who are being like just attacked for ruining people's childhood and you know making these films with strong lead uh, female leads and that's creating these man babies. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole thing's ridiculous. I feel like we're at a point now where we're damned if we do and we're damned if we don't. It's like we have this huge, you know, want need. You know, for stronger female characters, or but then the minute you, you know, do, someone goes, Ehh. yeah. Well, then they're just like, well, you're just doing like, it to, to check the box and put a woman in this and make it strong. And well, it's like, well, I don't know. Why don't we just take all of that out of it and try to focus on the story and enjoy the films for what they are? You know, I internet. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> hashtag. I can give you my weird little perspective. I, like Force Awakens, no problem, no problem with it. That's how I felt a little bit like I didn't have a problem with the characters, but I felt a little bit like I was being preached to. Yeah, last Jedi and, was a little weird. And the thing is, I'm all for. I mean, we never said a word one about Sigourney Weaver and aliens. It was not a thing. We accepted her, and because everybody there accepted her, I mean, mm-hmm. except for the Marines, but that's their job. Mm-hmm. 
But I mean, it was never made a point that, hey, this is a female lead. She was just the hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then when I watched like Captain Marvel, they spent half the movie talking about she's a hero and she's a woman. It's like, mm-hmm. why can't she be a hero? Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. Then, I, I, then, I, we're, then we're looking at him with equal footing. Right. Like, we don't go with Captain America and say he's a hero and he's a dude. <laughs> we no, just say he's, he's Captain he's a America. <laughs> well, here's Captain Marvel. Can't she just be Captain Marvel? And we don't. Yeah, I have his same. Gender? I have his same viewpoint. Yeah. I, I, I don't I, accept I, things I don't, a lot better. I don't if care. I'm not being if you can make if, if your character can make it believable, you got me. I feel like as a as a society, we have gotten so hypersensitive to everything that it's almost like on either side of it, like you can't really say or do anything no. without somebody coming down on you for it. Yeah. I mean, even for example, even our fest, it's kind of like, well, why do we need another women's fest and it's women? It's like, well. First of all, you're kind of missing the point of what we're doing, you yeah. know. But I think we're so quick to, to argue and be combative and, you know, and nobody's listening. You know, I mean, I'm kind of with you. Like, I, I, I really do escape when I watch a movie. I do not think about whatever the underlying, if there's any type of political tone to it, to see, like, oh, okay, what are they really trying to say? Like, I just yeah. want to enjoy, especially with something. Star Wars, like right. that is my yeah, childhood. That, yeah, and, exactly. And I haven't seen the latest one yet, so I no, there's no spoilers. Well, we we did um, a really great review of it, uh, and the last to see anything. completely <laughs> unspoiled because we haven't seen it. Well, I'm I'm so excited, and I really want to see it in the theater. Yeah. Like I do not want to so wait. You don't say years. anything. But the, look, I'm the one who went two years uh, without you, yeah. watching anything. You made it without even looking. At, like I saw two photos. And um, I knew the title going in. But I think with anything, if you want to find, you know, whatever your narrative is and frame it that way, I think you can find that in anything, regardless of what the filmmaker may be trying to say. I think it is very easy to be like, well, clearly they were trying to say this and do this and it was all about this. It's like, well, again, that's that's one person's perspective. Yeah. Okay, well, why don't you ask the guy who made the film? And yeah. He'll tell you why. And if you it's know, that, then you'd be like, see, I told you. And it, it could be anything, you know. And again, like, I mean, I I mean, personally, I don't I don't have any problem with any film that comes out. I mean, if you're choosing to tell a story, tell it. I'm either going to like it or not. And that's, again, that's me. That's my opinion. My oh, opinion. That, and we do have free will. Yeah. You can choose to change the channel or not go see it. You know, I see so much of this too online, like when we were talking a little bit about social media, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, when people start posting their opinions mm-hmm. about movies, I'm like, what have we become as a people? Why are they arguing? Like, okay, you liked it, you didn't. The end. Yeah. And both are fine opinions. Yeah. Like, you're allowed to have them and you well, make I'm them gonna interrupt. Like, I'm going to interrupt there and I'm going to play social justice warrior. Okay. Because I don't think... Personally, it's, it's fine not to like a movie. Like, uh, let's go back to 2016 Ghostbusters. Okay. I liked that movie, by the way. I, I well, I hated it. I thought I hadn't seen it. But I didn't hate it because of the women. Mm-hmm. And that's where um, I need to interrupt you. Okay. Is that there are people automatically going in with their minds decided mm-hmm. that they weren't going to like it because... It's um, it's an all female cast, right? So when you say, "Well, you either like it or you don't like it," I ha- I have to step in and say, "Well, what is the reason why you don't like it? Is do you not like it because it's a terrible movie? 
or do you just not like it because there's females in the leads? And I think that's... That's a fair point. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think going into something with a preconceived kind of bias, first of all, why are you even consuming art at that point? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, yeah, you you're the kind that goes a... in the art and into the, uh, the high and goes, oh, that painting's hideous and it shouldn't be up here. You know, it's well, like, it, the whole, why? it's so subjective what people are going to you know take from stuff. But I don't understand anybody who's going to give money to pay for something if you've already made a decision that right. I don't like this, I'm not going to like it. Why are you going? Like, you've already made up your mind. Yeah. Like, that's just stupid. It's so they can prove you themselves know. right. I think, well, but is. they're only proving themselves right to themselves think, because, well, exactly. again, it's, it's an opinion. It's exactly. not... That, but that's uh, that's what they want. They yeah. don't they don't care about what the rest of the people think. It's I'm right, and now I want to go see why I'm right. Right. So that when someone argues with me, I can use these pieces of the thing to prove why they're wrong and I'm right. Well, they just look oh. like idiots. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's what ninety percent of the internet. Yeah, well, but some, know, some the trolls got a troll, but they need they need ammunition. So exactly, they can't. If you never go see it, and you just say, "Well, I don't like it." Well, why? Because yeah, yeah I, mean, I, just, I try not to even engage with people who do that at this point. I mean, if somebody's already got their... First of all, you're not changing anyone's mind. Exactly. You know, all you can do is whatever within yourself. You can't control what other people are going to do, no. especially if we're on social media and it, you know we're arguing about a, a movie or a song or a television show or something in yeah. the subject matter or someone's pissed because... We've changed a beloved thing. We've put women in the roles, and now mm-hmm. I mean, God, don't ever do that. Yeah. You know, and someone's gonna just sit there, and I mean, why? Why? If it's put out for entertainment, exactly. But you know, people we're not trying to change gonna... the world with Ghostbusters. Oh right. no, no, but, see, but people are, no, but people. Are, <laughs> I don't know. I'll people, take up that but challenge. I, but people are just unfortunately, we're, and I don't mean this. We we have like one mindset of hey, this is the way it is, and so we. It's a lot of us have a hard time adjusting to change. So, and then now when you see this yeah, point of pennies. view, it's just like, well, wait a minute, you know, or they might change the story up a little bit again, just to get the ratings or to get the people in there. Well, you kind of have to wonder what the things. motivations are. Like it's easy right. as a woman to be like, well, I'm excited that there's a female version of Ghostbusters. And you know, you've got the next filmmaker who's going to come around and be like, well, I'm going to put like four African-American women in the role. And then they're feeling like they're getting represented. Then we have the four LGBTQ and mm-hmm. they've got, and it's like, you try so hard to just to get it in there and it's like, maybe let's just do stories that kind of organically have that inclusion right. and that diversity yeah. and we're not having I mean, if, to... If you're doing it only to do it, you can kind of tell. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I mean, I, I have a little bit of a beef with the new, with not the new one because that's coming out. Mm-hmm. I have a, a little bit of a beef with that Ghostbusters only because I think one character's character was useless mm-hmm. and they could have made her anything other than what she originated as. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the jokes were, in my opinion, were fairly humorous. Mm-hmm. Some of them were terrible. Um, and, you know, and there's plenty of stuff in the movie, but then in my head, I'm just like, I think on the multiverse plane because you know i've read a lot of comics as a kid so i'm just like okay so we're just gonna see what it looked like from it's it's the what if right Mm -hmm. and i'm like cool and all the people just bad mouthing it bad mouthing it when i first saw it i only saw the last half Mm -hmm. then i saw the first half yeah then i got to see the whole thing and i was just like oh well now it makes sense and i was like that really wasn't 
bad. I don't know what people's because thing I was. Because I think people just kind of wanted to argue. If they would have <laughs> yes. d- did a, a reimagine, because I mean, they're different characters. They they're are. Not, it's, this is not like a traditional remake. No. You know, it's a similar story and structure and everything. But you know, if they would have remade it with with just four dudes that were different, mm-hmm. we probably wouldn't have heard this. No, but it's four no, women, so think, it's easy to jump I, on. I think there's only four actors you could have cast in a new Ghostbusters movie that people wouldn't have complained about. Hmm. People, well, people so just want me, to complain. About let me things. let me stop you if you did, if that's okay. Sure. Um, and should. coming back around to my point was. With the new Ghostbusters, I mean, it had, what, like a 5% rating even before it came out because Mm -hmm. of all the people going on there and giving it bad reviews based on the trailer. So I think that was like ultimately my point with bringing up uh, the Ghostbusters and just the climate of females in film in general was, you know, just... I will say the trailer did make the movie look bad. The trailer was not good. No. I See, I didn't like the movie. And, and I didn't like it because it wasn't women. I just liked or I didn't like it because I thought it was a bad each movie. Each of those women I mean, have been in th- movies that they've been hysterical. But I thought so it was... they got the chops. I mean, I was Some entertained was really by it, but there wasn't anything original about it. Like, honestly, I, I do think it was one of those yeah, things It was like a redo they, of the original script. Yes, and we just sort put of. four funny women in it it's like what if you would have did a completely different story they can still be you know ghostbusters see but you do a completely different thing it's a completely different universe we don't have i mean even the the ghost at the end was just a reimagined marshmallow man yeah you know i mean so you're kind of almost making a carbon copy why i mean it has just so much good original stuff in there especially i kind of only exist in the indie world now because of what i do and i see so much Amazing content and There's stories coming so through that are diverse and beautiful yeah. and like complex. I'm like, why is this stuff not? We yeah. are regurgitating everything because that's what makes money. And that's we're also money. being like, well, what's what's trending right now? What's the hot button thing? Yeah. Is it still women? Because if it is, we're going to put the women in yeah. here so we can get some buzz. Uh, you yeah. you really? I mean, you see it in everything now. But at one point in time, you really always heard it in music. Mm-hmm. You get, and I'm just going to use this one, uh, you get a Britney, right? Mm-hmm. And she blows up the charts with that bubblegum crap. And uh, everybody loves it. So what do they do? They go and find eight more people who look, look like similar sound and sound like yeah. similar mm-hmm. and do the same bubblegum shit and put it out there. And they go, look, we did. Right. We found eight new, no, you found eight new Britneys mm-hmm. and they're all the same and they sound the same they look the same they do the same thing maybe they don't all shave their head but right you know and so <laughs> you know you got that and then as we got into movies more and now everything's a remake or a reboot or oh, yeah. let's turn it into 48 you know we'll, we'll, go, we'll take universe. it universe yeah we'll do its own universe you know it's just like oh well that's that's great but stop it Right. And then I'm like you, I've started looking more into the, uh, I'm going to throw in a caveat, I don't go to the movies very often, mm-hmm. mostly because I'm tired of seeing the same crap over and over again, and I hate teenagers. 
That's mostly because he Fair. has teenagers. Okay. And with with them on their phones with the whole movie, I just want to start. The movies are on the phone. I'm like, well, you just spent money to go watch yeah, this movie. Yeah, hey, you just why, spent your mom's money you sit, to be here. Why so. are you sitting here texting her on Facebook about, hey, yeah, I'm doing it. Drop the phone. I mean, I think with the movies, you know, I do see, again, I think going back to, I think people really do just like to argue. And I think you're kind of, you know, because you've got these kind of traditional formulaic films coming out that we will just consume, consume, consume. But then, like, people are like, we don't want that. We want something original. But then we've got these filmmakers that really are coming out with some great original yeah. stuff. But then we're still pissed because well, I don't get who it. knows what. Yeah. Right. I mean. So I like it, but I don't want to go to the art theater. Yeah. Yeah. Or they get, you know, mar- you know they, they're mad about how it gets uh, marketed or, or, or mis- doesn't get Like, marketed. I know one of the big things for horror, like, the horror community was up in arms when Get Out came out and they were calling it a social um social thriller like they refused to call it horror yeah and i'm like well since when's horror like a dirty word but you can't mm-hmm. say it if you want to be taken seriously so okay fine social thriller whatever let's just go watch the movie yeah you know which well, I, I think that's it. yeah that's, um i didn't even think about that but yeah that's that's really interesting one of the big things for me and this is why i'm really excited because i haven't met heather Langkamp before mm-hmm. But one of the big things for me growing up was horror films because they were the only films where you could see a strong woman Mm -hmm. and you could see a strong woman rise up and fight for herself. And yeah, you know, like they're exploitive to women in the fact that, you know, there's always boobs and stuff. But, you know, like... Why'd you look at me? Like Nightmare on Elm Street, Heather Langenkamp, that whole end when she's setting up that house oh, with yeah. all the booby traps. I'm like, that's what I want to see. I want to see, uh, you know, like I, I'm glad, like you know, like they have the whole Tommy Jarvis, you know, trilogy in Friday the Thirteenth. But I want to see the Heather Langenkamp's. You know, I want to see people that I can identify with that are out there kicking ass. Actually, you're right. I think you do see that more in horror. I think people get so focused on, like, the exploitative side of it, which there is a lot of exploitation in horror, you know. But you can choose whether you want to consume that or not. But I think people tend to miss a lot of times. There are a lot of really strong women in these films, and I think they're immediately written off because it's like, well, they're stupid, and they did this, and they did this. It's like, but. I don't know, break down the film, really look at it. I mean, the character of Nancy Thompson was, she was extremely intelligent. She, you know, was not sexualized. Mm -hmm. You know, she was smart. She outwitted the killer and won. And I think we did see a lot of that. And I think people sometimes forget. Yeah. Well, and that was like one of the defining moments of my life was... Going to see Nightmare on Elm Street 3 when I was 12 or 13 or something. Mm -hmm. And then Nancy being back. And just like that moment at the end. And if I'm spoiling anything and you haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street. Get out from under your rock. You haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, the Dream Warriors yet? Well, spoiler. Um, So Nancy dying at the end was to me such a like an impactful like because... It took that character to another level. Mm-hmm. Not only was she this strong, independent, like kick-ass woman, she was also, you know, willing to sacrifice herself for her friends and for these children. Mm-hmm. And that was like, to me, as a twelve-year-old child, 
that to me was like really groundbreaking in film um, at that point to me. Mm-hmm. So, Nightmare on Elm Street, who would have thought? Movie wrecked me. <laughs> the first one or God, all yes. of them? Scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah, I can't do Jaws. Oh, that's still, yes. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, I mean, I can I'm watch it, but because of that movie, I can't swim in dark water. No. Oh, well, yeah, no, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, I mean, like, we go to the, we've been, you know, cruises and stuff. You go to the islands and it's nice blue. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool because I can see the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if there's anything between me and the bottom. But, yeah, no. Yeah, we were I won't go into Florida. lakes, rivers, you name it. What is it when the, what is it, brackish? When, like, the, I don't know, it's like fresh, like, when it rains, the salt water, it makes it dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we were in Florida once with the, I think that's the term. Then, Someone will correct yeah. us. Um, yeah. But I remember I was like, I'm not, I'm not getting in the water. I can't. I don't yeah. know what's in there. Yeah. Something's yeah. going to touch me, and I'm going to freak out. Yeah. <laughs> so we saw that movie, um, Countdown. Oh, wow. about the... Death app tells you when you're gonna die. Oh, oh. oh. Yeah. which that one has a female lead. Oh, in it as well, and they never make any. I mean, it's never an issue about there being a female. It's, she's a character. This guy's a character. Everybody's just, just mm-hmm. yeah. okay. and it's very. It's from that aspect, it's very well done. It's just, it's exactly what you expect it to be. Yeah, it has a few original ideas in there. You can still do and if it's on Netflix. I might watch it. <clears throat> but you can still do the the uh, female led horror movie and not make it in thing yeah i think that's i think i think that's the struggle is we're all like oh you know we want again more women in these roles you put them in the role and it's like oh you're just shoving it down our throat yeah you're just doing it to do it it's like (sighs) and you can and and as people you can tell i mean it's it's just overly blatant well and i think a lot of the time if if they're doing it because they're just doing it also when you're watching a film i think you can tell when someone does not know i mean you can tell when characters are written as stereotypes of whatever they think Mm -hmm. they're supposed to be Mm -hmm. you know you've got you know the gay best friend you've got the blonde hot whatever bimbo you know yeah you've got you know the the sassy black girl you know i mean it's like you're Mm -hmm. taking stereotypes and you're not being inclusive you know, you're not being representative of who and what these people are, and we're just supposed to take. It's like, but we 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 checked all the boxes, we put them all in there. It's mm-hmm. like, but as caricatures, yeah, but then, yeah. And that's you did you go, it wrong. And that's where you go, yes, you did. Yeah. Well, that lead like, character needs count. to be. The lead character needs to be more than female. It needs to be a character. Mm-hmm. There needs to be something of substance to the character, apart yeah. from the gender, or, or the yeah. gender, or the race, or religion, or whatever. I don't know where we've gone. Uh, <laughs> hey, so, I, do, I do want to ask you something. Though. I don't mean to change the segue of this. No, segue away. So, so Stacy, mm-hmm. when does your movie? I was just about to bring up two things. When, mm-hmm. when, did, when does your movie premiere at, at the Strand? I don't. You know, I was thinking about that, and I, like I said, I'm planning on being there all weekend, and I know. <laughs> One fifteen on Saturday. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> I know the regional block. Thank you. Okay, One fifteen on Saturday. Yes. Um, it's part of the southern. I'm looking forward to seeing it. That's it's part of the southern nasty. discomfort block. We like to feature. <laughs> I like that. That's great. Thanks. Southern discomfort. Yeah, we like yeah. to feature all the. Like, the alcohol actually does that too. Filmmakers. Yeah. I, well, I can't wait, and you know, one of the reasons why I don't know is because. Um, 
because I plan on being there the whole weekend. Yes. So I'm just like going along with the with the flow, and I think uh, once it gets closer, I'll promote the time better. But yes, Saturday at one fifteen, you can come out. You can see. Uh, oh, we'll be there. Well, I hope oh, so. Mm-hmm. She'll be there because. I'm She's the third on the, well, the press. Uh, yeah, I'm going to oh. take Friday well, off. So and excited. if you're at the festival on Saturday between 12.30 and 1 and you see Stacy wandering around, you might have a reminder that her movie's about to start. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey. Like, you going to go in there? Your film's about to begin. Yeah. Exactly. So, taking Marissa's segue and turning yeah. it into one of those off-roading segues, mm-hmm. let's talk about Toothache. Okay. Uh, so, Toothache's a film that I did, and I'm bringing up my cast and crew thing here so I don't forget anybody. Um, Smart. Uh, I did, yeah, we shot Toothache about a year ago. Um, and yeah, it's just a, a fun little horror film. I have a, I have a production company with my friend uh, Chris Etheridge uh, called Blue Dusk. And with Blue Dusk, we do a lot of the features and we do more films that are uh, bigger. And then I have Lobster Girl Productions, which um, I've done for years and did way back in high school. I used to do show promotions. We used to do um, punk rock shows at the VFW Hall. And then I did records and then I started getting into music. And um, so now when I do a little film like Toothache, it's under the Lobster Girl umbrella. But the the tagline is when amanda's teeth start to suddenly fall out she'll soon discover the horrifying reason why and um so that's all i'm going to tell you about it because it is five minutes and if i tell you any more it's going to be the yeah spoiler but um again i got lucky with my uh cast and crew here um a lot of them i've worked with before and again, with indie film, uh, Vanessa and I were talking about this on the way up about getting into indie film and making your mark was a lot of these people like um, our uh, DP, um, Brandon Bishop, was a DP on our first feature Morningside Monster. Well, actually, he was in, it was a um, he was a PA. Sorry, my mm-hmm. again, my dyslexia with all these letters. But we ended up needing a spot and he f- came up and he fill- filled it and now you know he's like one of our go-to people that whenever we work on something so i was you know i was lucky to have these people come back in and want to you know like want to be a part of the project and i feel like i'm rambling am i rambling on this okay so toothache came around i was eating tuna fish one day and a little backstory is I have really weak enamel. Always been a problem no matter what I do, just genetics. And so um, I was eating tuna fish and I heard a crunch. Oh. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and you're not supposed to hear a crunch when you eat tuna fish. Oh. No. Not, not normally. No. Not, not, not normally. And so my tongue slowly went over each tooth. Ready? I yeah. can't handle teeth. <laughs> ready I have, a, to, I have an eye thing. Ready to accidentally touch the broken tooth and the exposed nerve. Ooh. 
And so I got through the bottom teeth. I got through the top teeth with, you know, like feeling around with my tongue and I didn't feel anything. So I went to eat again and there was a crunch. And I'm like, what is this? So I finally went in with my fingers and it turned out to be a tuna fish bone. Oh, thank oh, God. Wow. Thank God. Oh. And I'm actually was, surprised that that's even in there. Oh, yeah. No, there, yeah. If you eat cans of tuna, there's always a little tuna fish bone. But... It was that moment that, you know, because my teeth are so bad and I've had teeth break and it's not a, a fun thing, but it was that moment of such a like light bulb moment. Yeah. Such a light bulb moment of what if it wasn't just a tuna bone and what if there was more to the tooth breaking and if, what if it wasn't just one of the teeth and what if there was something even crazier going on there? And that, that's what toothache is. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's well, you've explosive. seen it, right? What'd you say? I said it's explosive. Yeah. It goes, it starts off, you know, like, and then like, you know, it's five minutes, but the last minute. Oh, just... but teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it got me because teeth. <laughs> Yeah, teeth I, and nails. I can't handle. Like I said, I have, I have a thing. I have a thing with eyes. Nails. Like if a nail gets ripped out. Really? Uh, like like bamboo under the fingernail, that kind of thing. Terrible. Or like you know in movies when they're <laughs> oh, falling uh, against yeah. and uh, <laughs> I can't. I am not squeamish. I will watch surgery. I would rather see a bone sticking out. Uh, but teeth and nails. See, that's really funny. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't watch the surgeries and stuff, but you can sit me in front of horror oh. movies with blood and guts and things going everywhere all day. I'm like, hey, that's but cool. The, but the Someone's eyes, no. Oh, no, eyes. Uh, no, no. I think we should do a movie about eyes. eyes. <laughs> I, someone else can do it. Someone I don't even want to see toenail, it. I'm out. I can't. Really? I can't look at it. I don't want to talk about it. I wow. can't see it. I nice cool. thing with my toe. No! Yeah. <laughs> Ike is, is the sequel. It's a trilogy. Yeah, You'll do nails next. Yeah, nails. Oh, I can't. I won't watch so. it. I'll cry. Amanda's and I'll, a bad I will week. tell you what I do with my mom. What's that? Every Amanda's having a bad week. It's pretty painful. <laughs> she's a strong woman. I'll say that yeah. much. Ooh, I don't yeah, know, she tells just, me about that. Like, Needle in the eye. I'm like, the ah! vulnerable yeah. parts of us. So I yeah. think maybe that's why I'm more squeamish with it. Like, I panic when I go to the dentist, even if I'm just getting a cleaning. I'm like. I don't think anybody likes going to the dentist, though. You know, I, I actually, you know, I really don't mind anymore because I've had so much root canals, cats, teeth extracted. Yeah. I'm like, I'll take extra. So I just don't go. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to go in yeah. there and be like uh, Bill Murray and yeah. Little oh, Shop. Oh, oh. But that scene. <laughs> I definitely am comfortable. Okay, you're going to put the needle in. There's going to be a pinch. You're going to sit yeah. here for 10 minutes and then. And then, you do then I'm going to start drooling, and that's when yeah. you come in and do the thing. Uh -huh. yeah. So, yeah. so that's toothache. Aaron Day, and um, and I love her to death, but I, I can never um, pronounce her name correctly, so I will just spell it for you. Um, that's not going to help us. <laughs> well, it will help somebody, maybe. We could all pronounce it differently, and then hope that one of us gets it right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much how I live my life. Yeah. But I, I'm the one pronouncing them all different. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, so Aaron and Hannah are the characters. Um, and um, I worked with Hannah 
on Haven's End, yeah. uh, which was a feature that Blue Dusk uh, did uh, recently. And she was our UPM. And um, from there, she's developed a, a great presence in front of the camera, too. She's been in, like, Ozark, and um, she does a lot of, like, stage stuff. So I was very lucky to get both of those. How did you pronounce that? Yeah. Yeah. No. I, Hannah, I love you. I think, oh, I, mean, I think it's a silent P. Nooski? Nueski? But, oh my gosh, and I love her so much. And again, like yes, I, I do have <laughs> dyslexia, so I was... Well, uh, that, is, that is not... No, that, that, no, well, that, that would be Polish or something. So I was doing anyway. lobby cards for the film, and I, I sent them out, and she's like, "I love it, but you spelled my name wrong." And I'll be damned if I didn't go back and change it, spelled it wrong again. And so, Hannah, thank you so much for being a wonderful player. And she got probably Just the, Hannah P. Yeah. <laughs> She got probably the hardest part of uh, Toothache. Um, no, I mean, both Aaron and her had uh, some pretty... Uh, um, I put them through some stuff, and they were great troopers, and I would, I would not... The film wouldn't have been as great as it is without them, too, so I owe them a lot. Love you. That's awesome. Very cool. And uh, all right, so there we go. Uh, cue horror music. All right, there we go. It's another Teaming Rally, the podcast in the can. Hope you enjoyed this second set of interviews with Stacy Palmer and Vanessa Always Right from the Women in Horror Film Fest. I hope you enjoyed this. And for Chris, Marissa in parentheses, everyone else involved, I'm Larry saying, come see us at the Women in Horror Film Festival in Marietta, Georgia at the Strand Theater, February 27th through the 29th. Be there. Yeah, it's, it's a lot better, isn't it? What else we got? Me, I got nothing. Marissa? <laughs> I'm, I'm here to learn. This episode of Achieving Rally the Podcast has been brought to you by, well, us. <laughs> here at Achieving Rally the Podcast. Hey there, Achieving Rally the Podcast listeners. I know you've enjoyed us for the last five years. Well, I've got news for you. We're now available on Spotify. That's right, Spotify. Log on to your Spotify account, look at the menu bar along the top, and click on the podcast. Then, search for Achieving Reality, the podcast. It's amazing. Now there's multiple ways to listen to my wackiness and Chris's snark. Achieving Reality, the podcast, now on Spotify. Go ahead, take a listen. Jen and I don't get along no, anymore. Me neither. We had a huge falling out in college. <laughs>